0: Welcome to Bruin Source. This is Isaiah. This is Ed. And we are recording um, here at the beginning of February after some action in basketball, um, women's and men's, and also other sports starting up. So, yeah, UCLA is in a full grind of uh, spring and winter and and going into spring sports. So, it's exciting times. Um, But we're going to start with basketball. Uh, with the Bay Area trip and how we took on Cal and a Stanford pesky Stanford team that um pretty much gave us fits and all the way to then and I don't know what did you feel about that game that um <clears throat> it was frustrating obviously the way we
1: lost in the final second but it was the same story I think that we've seen <clears throat> with this team kind of all season now is we're never going to blow anyone out. We're never going to really beat anyone big. Um, we just don't have the, the defensive kind of um, athleticism uh, that we need to do that to get the stops uh, right now. Not to say the guys don't play hard on defense. It's just we don't have that Chris Smith anymore to, to help out on the defensive end. Um, and so that hurts us. And Stanford, frankly, and that team just wanted it more. We played the same way um, against Cal. Just Cal wasn't as talented. Um, Stanford has some legit talent on that team, even with you know their three starters out. Um, Oscar De Silva is a potential NBA player. Um, Their point guard, O'Connell, has been lighting it up recently. Um, Jaden Dallaire is another guy who's been kind of exploding the last several games. Um, And it all kind of came together for Stanford uh, in a game that they really needed to win to kind of get off of that bubble watch and, and start firmly placing themselves within the tournament. And uh, as as a the road team, I, you know, getting a split is always okay. Um, you know, it was obviously disappointing to finally take that first loss. But, you know, it is what it is. And I think we needed that wake-up wake call a little bit to, to keep going forward. Um my only concern is, is that, you know, we played Oregon State a week later um, and we played the same way, not, you know, particularly sharp. So it's a little concerning in that sense that, you know, that wake up call that we hope that would get these guys kind of kickstarted and playing better um, hasn't happened yet. Uh, So that'll be something to keep watching.
0: Yeah, there's these mental lulls that just continue to happen in the game. And the more I see it, not even just with our team, but other basketball teams across the country. I mean, Baylor was taken down by Oklahoma, and it seems like Gonzaga's the only team that that, that it's like Gonzaga and everyone else. I I think with certain less talented teams in, in this season, of everything that's going on and and the difficulty and the restrictions that they have to deal with, I'm really seeing it with, like, these young student-athletes, these just kind of lapses in in energy and whatnot. Um, And I think our team really suffers from it this season. Um, In terms of concentration, it's insane. Like, I mean, Juzang had a... What did he... He had a, what, a season high of 27 points against Stanford? Right. And, And then against uh Oregon State It's just he had a few shots that he hit it was you know and and again it's it's kind of that thing of him not living up to his potential just yet so i i say that before just to wonder if that is an effect uh on you know our players um as they're going through this cuz i haven't really seen much consistency throughout our conference but also other conferences as well there you know it just seems like teams are just flying off um the, the top rankings or just flying back spots as they continue to lose um, so yeah it's just a tough year for these students but I think with our team you mentioned athleticism we don't have much I mean don't get me wrong we have the talent we don't have the talent historically that that's over to compens, that's able to compensate and and allow our players to to not uh, to give teams like Oregon State, uh eight and no runs you know in in the last three minutes uh to pull it within and and just put us in a position where we could potentially lose and we have to revert to just you know a a riley post up that gets us a foul and even him splitting the free throws just it it continues to give oregon state and these hungry teams that are just like yeah we want to beat ucla oregon state's interesting because they have ethan thompson who's a senior and he's from LA, and and I, I mean, I don't know if you were following him, but I was, I was following his recruitment. I really wanted us to offer or chase after him, and we didn't have the spots for him. And that was during Alfred's year, so I guess that was, I had you know a lot of gripes with just everything that was going on. All bets were off at that point. But this kid is—he's gonna be, you know, whether it's on draft or a late second rounder. I think he's gonna be. Uh, you know, uh, NBA talent to some point, whether it's one or two years on the bench. But you know, Oregon State came with a chip on their shoulders again—that that certain type of feeling—and and they've already taken down other schools that they weren't supposed to. So they came in with the confidence of like, yeah, w- you know, why not? Why why can't we beat UCLA? And we saw that fight, and luckily we're at home and we're able to to fight them off. But it is concerning going forward, and we have you know a, a, a more talented u s c team coming in um on saturday or are we are we playing at galen where are we where, where's the game taking place i believe it's on the road okay so down um, the road down the road um yeah it's um
1: it'll be interesting to see i watched the game last night again um where they lost to, Stan- or sorry, they beat Stanford. I was hoping they would lose to Stanford. Um, but, but their team is, is interesting, and it's kind of exactly what you expect out of an Andy Enfield team. It's not coached particularly well. Um, and, you know, outside of really, um, uh, what's his name? Their center, whose name is now, um, uh, Evan Mobley. I'm losing it. Um, outside of Evan Mobley and Taj Ed, the transfer um, from Santa Clara, and maybe the second Mobley brother, like that team is not does not have the the same amount of talent. I would say that they have had in the past years, and they've you know lost with more talented teams. Evan Mobley is an absolute stud, and he's gonna present a huge problem for us, but I think if we just have to try to clamp down on him and, and force some of the other guys that they have to make shots who just generally haven't been able to do so, um, and we can we can escape for a win. Obviously, it's a big rivalry game. Um, Mick wants to get some revenge on them from last year. I think there's going to be some emotion playing out in this game, Um and the good thing about it, I think, for us is that most of our rosters back that experienced that heartbreaking loss from last year, a lot of their roster is brand new. And so they might not have that same chip on their shoulder, that same motivation um, that hopefully our guys do going going into this game. So I think that, that plays into our advantage. But, you know, I think there is a there is a matchup problem there with Mobley um, that, that we will need to solve somehow Um, and I think Stanford showed us a little bit of how to do that is that if you watch that game yesterday they kept drawing him out um, to the three-point line to defend which created a lot of space in the paint uh, and and that opened things up and then they were just doubling him pretty relentlessly and even with double teams he was scoring pretty consistently Um, He's just a good player, so we just have to to try to limit him as much as possible. I don't think we'll be able to stop him and and you know try to force them to get the ball to those other guys on their team that really haven't been great. Um, on our side, I think we just need to execute more consistently, both defensively and and offensively. I mean that's been kind of our biggest problem or every game is, You know, on offense, we generate a lot of really good open looks, and we just go through these bad spells of cold shooting that we just can't hit anything. Um, And if we can limit that and play some tighter defense, you know, switch, but switch with discipline, which has been a problem. Switch on time. We can't be late um, and try to pack the paint. I think that'll be interesting. I, I'm curious to see if we're going to try to play any sort of zone or not against them. Um, but yeah, I think I, it's a winnable game only because, especially because it's an Andy Enfield team, and Evan Mobley is the most talented player on that team. And if and outside of that, they you know aren't great.
0: Yeah, I mean. One thing I I noticed this year coming in was that the team had two Isaiahs on that team. And (laughs) and that really irked me because there should only be Isaiahs at UCLA. Um, (laughs) One of them is the Mobley brother. I think that um, with the Mobley brothers, it's interesting you mentioned them. Uh, because yeah, Evan, I mean he's a bona fide talent, and but there is that kind of conversation. If if you you know follow their basketball and, and gripes with the fans is that the other Mobley brother, um, Isaiah, is getting too many touches, and with that it kind of stalls the offense. So I, I think um, any way we can just get the hands out of Evan Mobley. I'm, I'm curious to see if we, you know if we can get Jalen, you know, kind of up in his grill any time he gets he gets down low um because i think that is going to be the x factor for us also if we can get Nwuba, i think that would, could be interesting to to have him down and and it's a big body yeah just big body and physical and and, and keep him out of the paint i think that's that's going to kind of be a theme here because that's it's it, even though mobley is great it's not something we haven't seen um even last year with um, what's his name? Who I forget? Uh, who's with the Hawks now? And he was a top, I think he was number six in the draft. Omieka Okwungu. Yeah, Okwungu. So um, he. It's. A, I think it's a similar game. Of course, Mobley has a few more tools, and we've seen that as well. But Okwungu, you know, one of the reasons they beat us was that Okwungu was just. He was able to hit those mid-range shots, and he was able to finish around the glass. And those are things we have to limit. So I think outside of just watching Mobley, watching what worked with Okwongwu last year, it's, you know, they're very similar players in that sense. You know, Mobley's a little bit better. But they don't have the guard play that they had last year. And, you know, when one of their best guards is that guy from Rice that transferred over, Um, who he's no slouch, but it's, it's not Jordan Matthews or the guys we faced last year. Um, I think I'm feeling confident about our chances, uh, to pull it out. But again, you mentioned the shooting, like we can't go through spells with USC. Um, they will take advantage of that in terms of beating us down low. We have to make sure we're ahead of them and we're hitting all our shots and, you know, Kaiman and Juzang are, are focused, and it's just not Singleton who was on, you know. We need Bernard to be on this game. We need Tiger to continue playing, you know, the way he's playing and, and moving the ball. But, yeah, I'm not – I I feel good going into this one, but I do expect it to be a battle for, I mean, even up to the last few minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean – at this point, there's we can't expect anything less, right? It's every game for us has been a battle up until the very last minute. Um, that being said, you know our guys have been in so many close quarter battles at this point that you know they're pretty battle tested and used to it. So uh, I would give them the edge in that regard as well. Is that we just, despite making it often more difficult on ourselves than it needs to be, we still know how to close out most games I, I know Stanford was a little bit of a debacle but frankly like we should have lost that game in in regulation time so it, it was it is that was that was a big lapse but in general we've been very very good at kind of executing down the stretch and and staving off opponents and and climbing back and winning games so you know that there is that that experience level there that we have that most teams don't, um, but you know I'm 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 cautiously optimistic um, for this team. I think we're a better coached team um, for sure, uh, and and it's you know it's going to be a lot of just pure talent from Mobley against better coaching, and, we'll, and I I do think the coaching will will eventually
0: win out. Yeah, so Cronin, let's get it done. Um, and if we're ever in a position where we're up one, uh, because we made a really good play with Tiger Campbell who just took it in, um, let's make sure we got cover the down low, um, so they won't <laughs> <laughs> they won't make a last second easy bunny. Oh my gosh, an inbound play that's just yeah. Just Anyways. put Jalen Hill on not trying to stop the inbounds there. Exactly, <laughs> we'll get there. But um, you know, the allusion to Stanford also brings us to the girls who handle business. They really, you know, uh, last Friday or two Fridays ago, right? They, um, they, they, they took over. I mean, I, I watched some of the game, but what were your thoughts like watching that? I mean, they just wanted it more.
1: Uh, there was. <clears throat> they played the the offensive rebounding in that game was just spectacular. Um and that won them the game. I it was like a s they were in the twenties, I think, in offensive rebounding, if I remember correctly. And those second chance points just wore those second chances and, and the points converted just wore Stanford down um down the stretch and, and they just you no, know, they you could tell they were pretty gassed by the end of that game. Um and I think that was the key to that victory. They just they played really hard and, and um on January had a had a sort of a rough game, but you know, she was able to impact it in other ways with the with rebounding and she scored a little bit and just, just her presence there um had a huge impact on the game and um you know, Chrisma born and Bessois, and and my girl Chu. <laughs> yeah, they were lights out, and it was, you know, it was a it was a total team victory, um, and it was it was fun to see Stanford lose.
0: <laughs> yeah, now we're um, we're ranked fifth. Is this the highest ranking we had in the close era?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I don't, I don't remember. We might, we've been in the top 10 a few times pretty consistently now, but, um, I don't know if we've been five before.
0: I think this is the first time I haven't read those articles that, you know, give those fun facts, but, um, yeah, I, I think this is the highest. I think the highest we've been before was either six or seven, but now we're top five. Um, so we can wear that. Wear that proudly, uh, and then continue on as, you know, we have some games coming up. I believe we play Washington State next, if I'm correct. Yeah,
1: so we, we played Arizona State, Arizona got canceled because they all have COVID, apparently. Um,
0: and Cal was canceled the week, the week following. Right.
1: Just, yeah. So the scheduling in both basketballs has really been a little bit of a challenge, both programs, um, not on our team's front, but on other teams. I know Oregon for the men's has been canceled like four times. It's an interesting thing. Like, at what point do we stop trying to postpone them and then just make teams take the the L? Yeah, and, and also, forfeit? are
0: those teams going to even be eligible? Like, Oregon was projected to be, you know, a tournament team. And if they don't have enough games to play, I guess it kind of mirrors the conversation that, that was Happening, you know, with college football and Ohio state qualifications for the big 10 championship game. But going back, like if these teams got to cancel, it's, it's different for basketball. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It is interesting to see the repercussions that happen from that, especially um, when you start to look at who is responsible for, for not maintaining, you know, their program and, you know, institutional control on that front.
1: Right. And, and if you look at like for the women's team, for instance, that game against Arizona is incredibly important because I think Arizona still has a game lead in the, uh, in the conference. And so, you know, having that opportunity to, to play them and get that, that lead down or, or compete for the conference is, is huge. So I don't fully understand how that's this is all going to play out, and frankly, I don't know if uh, if um, the Pac-12 does.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they're wrestling with that um, to figure out how they're going to go about it. Because I know for football, there was like a minimum. I, I believe they use the average number of conference games for all the teams, but I guess that's going to be a little bit harder when you have a. You know more games and a bigger data set, where it's going to be harder to shift the average even down to one game, because teams are playing more games. Or they're if they cancel one out of one out of twelve, or or even two out of twelve, like how much does that affect the average? So yeah, it, it's a tricky one when it comes to girls and men's basketball.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. But anyways, yeah. So we take on Wazoo. On um, this Friday and then Sunday, I believe we play Washington. Um, so,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, go ahead. I was gonna say the girls are rolling, but um, again, it's it's just the the nature of, of the season of this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 again is is loaded, and that's with Oregon State not being great. But you know, we're we're. It's funny, we're the highest ranked team in the conference, but also not winning the conference, we're like third behind Arizona and Stanford. So, um, it's a, it's a just it just shows you that how that the Pac-12 women's basketball is loaded. Um, and, and, you know, we have even other teams like, you know, Oregon State and SC, like there's a lot of talent across. Women's basketball and in, in the Pac-12, and to see that these this team um, keep competing and keep winning is is really fun to watch. And hopefully, we can make a deep tournament run. We should have a a good seed, and and hopefully, we can make some noise there.
0: Yeah, we can't afford any more losses if we're going to win the, the um, conference. Right. So.
1: and We do have a big game against Oregon. Um, in a couple weeks Uh, just looking ahead on the schedule so that'll be big and then we that's that's not including any rescheduled games that hopefully we can get in there because I I, if you look at our, our record we've only played 10 games so far um and you know Stanford's played 14 conference games Oregon's played 12 Arizona's played 11 um And so, you know, we we just haven't had the opportunity to get all of our games in. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out.
0: Yeah. But moving from basketball, other sports have begun. Um, I call her Dennis Nia. Obviously, that's incorrect, (laughs) and that's just her Twitter handle. Uh, Her name name is Nia, but she's gone viral uh, in the tradition of UCLA. Yeah, in the tradition of UCLA gymnastics, and um, and also I guess herself because she went viral last year. Um, after Caitlyn, she kind of took the baton, and so she's uh, she's killing it. She had a she had a good rendition that mixed up you know Kendrick with Tupac and a few other. I think Janet Jackson was mixed in there too. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty awesome to see again. You know, the media came around the typical usual suspects. It seems like we have. Uh, their number, the Ellen DeGeneres and the Today shows, so it's pretty funny to see that like <laughs> that pipeline, of, or just the the the, the roll in of media as soon as UCLA Gymnastics starts. Like, what's happening there? I think we're kind of on their radar every year to see what um, what pops. It's off.
1: funny with COVID. It feels like you can uh, really hit that circuit even harder because you don't need actually need to go to any studio. You just zoom into everything
0: yeah seriously yeah if there's a year for you know even us to go more viral it's this year that's a good point um but gymnastics is up to nine um so they you know we're usually you know during miss valerie's years uh, towards the latter and we were consistently i would say in the top five but we're I think we lost, you know, a few seniors and all this stuff, so we're out to prove that, you know, we're still a very good program. Um, did that against winning against Arizona this last weekend. And, you know, just continue on. We have a good schedule. Yeah, the,
1: the talent level obviously is very, very high still, but it's not having, you know, two Olympic gold medalists talent level anymore, or at least this season. Um, but the the athletes on the team are incredibly good and and well coached. I think Chris Waller, in his second year, is, is doing a pretty good job so far. Um, and we've been we've been rolling. Um, you know, Utah will be the team to beat this season in in the Pac twelve. So we see how we fare against them. Um, but yeah, no, they look great. It's um, it's been fun to watch as always it's just a bummer we can't go to any of the meets but um you know it's I'm glad they're getting the media coverage that they they know and and deserve to get and uh hopefully we just keep on rolling and keep getting better with each meet
0: yeah and take notice of uh freshman of the week Pac12 freshman of the week Chey Campbell she's really killing it so look out for her um and also i mean Softball starting up next week. Their schedule was just announced yesterday and they are going to be beginning their season at Easton Stadium next Friday.
1: I I I'm pretty excited for that team. It's the amount of talent on on the softball team is unbelievable.
0: I really can't believe we got Rachel Garcia to come back.
1: That really you got Garcia there. back. You got uh, Bubba Nichols is back. Megan Fraimo is still on the team. Like is that's Washington not even naming.
0: Huh? With us, um, Washington, Washington
1: washi- is still there. Okay. Uh, Maya Brady, Tom Brady's um, niece, who is very very good in her freshman year. Um, that team is just stacked.
0: Yeah. We should. If roll. you could build a
1: super team in college, that is it.
0: Yeah, I would. I mean, I guess the best comparison and mainstream would be like Alabama's offense this past year. Like those guys, they just had guys that returned that shouldn't have and should have went pro. And we feel that way about our team. Um, you know, so it's feeling really good. We're feeling really good about the season, and we have some other tough teams in the conference that we have to play, which is exciting. With Washington and Arizona. So those series right, are the usual to watch. suspects. Yeah, but we take on Fresno State to start the season, so um it'll be a good tune-up.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how they how they look coming out of the gates. Um Yeah, it's just there's talent in every part of that team and I uh I'm excited to watch them. That's That's a team that's, like, uh, always going to be surefire good, just like gymnastics, so.
0: Yeah, Um, very very elite program overall.
1: Yeah, and uh, we have baseball starting up, too, on the men's side.
0: Baseball starts up. I believe, didn't they have a cancellation when they... uh,
1: Yeah, so we start, I believe... Uh, at the end of this month, though I think we um, might have had the first game canceled. I'm trying to look up the schedule. But, you know, they're coming in ranked number two. We have a lot of, um, again, a lot of talent. Matt McLean at shortstop is a, is a consensus first-team uh, preseason All-American. He's expected to go in the top 10 15 of the MLB draft after this season um, since he'll be eligible uh, so you know look out for him and then as as always we have just an, a nasty pitching staff um, and pitching rotation um, that you know John Savage has you know become famous for so this team is poised to to do really well. Um, again, it's baseball, so there's always some weird flukiness that can happen. Um, but it's um, it's it's all kind of set up for them to make a good run and hopefully make the College World Series this season. Um, last season obviously got cut short. Uh, the season before was that heartbreaker to michigan who ended up you know going to the college world series but um we're underdogs so hopefully this season we can kind of fulfill that promise and get to the the promised land and bring back a second national title
0: yeah it'll be good for savage to do that uh but men's baseball is looking well and then Pivoting to other sports, women's soccer is playing today. They're just playing a small game against Westmont. Well, no game is small. Let let me correct that. But playing a non-conference. And then uh, we have women's volleyball, men's volleyball, uh, water polo. The water on both sides. And then women's tennis is playing. I believe men's tennis has been canceled a few times. But eventually they will get... On the court, Um, yeah, there's a lot of sports to go on, um, even in this weird time that we're in. So uh, keep keep up with uh, everything on UCLA Athletics. Other thing is, we also should note um, it's Black History Month, so they are going to be highlighting uh, other athletes. So um, especially throughout our time, from you know we know the usual suspects of Jackie. Robinson and Ralph, not Ralph Bunch. Um, Arthur Ashe, you know Kenny. I Washington. don't think Ralph
1: Bunch was an athlete.
0: I don't know. I mean, maybe not at UCLA, but he could have been before. Uh, Tom Bradley, he's you know, Tom Bradley was, and look at him. Both of them ended up. Was he? What did? He, what? Uh, what sport did he play? I thought Tom Bradley ran track. Um,
1: I don't remember. I honestly don't know. Um, I'm looking it up.
0: He swore he ran track at UCLA.
1: Uh he went to UC he played football in high school and then a, from his wiki at least he went to UCLA on an athletic scholarship.
0: I thought he ran track. So look at that. He might have. We can um you know look even at the great Bruins who weren't athletes, and possibly they were.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Um that makes me think of like how Jonathan Mayer, I mean Jonathan Franklin was named the mayor, you know, and he was also an athlete. Our uh, very own running back. But yeah, outside of that, uh continue to follow us. I think um basketball's on a roll, we just gotta get out these lulls. Um and the girls, you know, they're rolling per usual. They just have a tough schedule and a weird standings thing they have to work with. But we're in a good place. And then also, I guess we didn't touch on football. Uh, We have transfers coming in, so that'll be exciting to see. Today's National Signing Day. We're not expecting anyone, but we are projected to finish with a top 30 class. So Um, we're going into the spring with a lot of depth um, and a few more transfers for positions of need. So that's exciting as well. Yeah, I think we're sitting
1: at, at 28 with, you know, five, or six transfers, which aren't even counted in that. So if you look at kind of that class more holistically with transfers, we're probably easily in the top 25. Um, so it's, it's, it's nice to get a big talent infusion. Um, we just got Charbonnet, Zach Charbonnet, from Michigan transfer last week, which is huge. Um, very, very excited to see him because he is a legit NFL um, type talent at running back. So him and Britton Brown will make a nice combination there, um, filling in some of the hole that uh, Demetric Felton left in that running back room. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, finally, finally, Chip Kelly has decided to recruit, and the early returns seem to be positive, so... Hopefully, this class can make a big impact and save his job. I mean, the blessing
0: that, yeah, the transfer portal has been for him because we do have one of the, so far, we have one of the best transfer classes in the country. So, um, yeah, Chip Kelly, I, I mean, I guess thank the transfer portal and NCAA. Well, I don't know if it's NCAA, but whatever the powers of college football that has uh, given you a little bit of life what's going on to eventually Speaking get, of, get these schemes sorry, going. I was like, <laughs> eventually get these schemes going that he's always envisioned.
1: And, and on, a, on a final note in relation to, to college football is we have the, the NCAA video game back.
0: I might buy a PS5. Well, not until that comes out, but yeah, this actually might get me to buy a PS5 or Xbox <laughs> One Series Infinity, whatever it's called. When they're eventually in stock and this game is out, because I am excited. I can't wait. Oh, man.
1: I can't wait to take a, uh, like, 50th-ranked UCLA team and turn them into a national
0: powerhouse every year. Hey, if it comes out in 2022, I'm telling you, we're going to be a top 25 team in that game. We're going to have so much hype. Yeah,
1: You know, it doesn't matter. By the time I'm done with that in dynasty mode, we'll have won 15 national championships in a row. So, <laughs> True. With your 6'10 uh, tight ends. Yeah, that sometimes it would end up at Notre Dame when you tried to recruit them.
0: That was frustrating. Yeah. But one thing to also note on that is just the implications this may have on a Supreme Court case and where that's, where that's going regarding the likeness and everything i know ea sports got the rights to 100 schools over 100 as they said i'm not sure if that's um enough or which schools are going to be left out uh but it is i am curious probably implications ucla that. yeah true <laughs> our one school um and then i mean we have to always always think back uh to o'bannon and the work he's done to to kind of lay out you know getting the students exactly what they want even if it's sacrificed um you know, the rights for these players and where you know where it led that for us missing out on a video game for what was it what has it been eight years but if it comes out um, this year nine years if it comes out next year? Nine. Yeah. So anyways, um big news on that front and I know I don't I know most of us were like, Will we ever see this day again? But it sounds like it's happening. I want a
1: basketball game too.
0: Yeah, hopefully that's next. Give me um, both.
1: Am I getting greedy? Definitely, but I want them. Last NCAA basketball game I, I think I bought was the one with Kevin Love on the cover.
0: Oh, that was a classic. What was that, 08? 08, that 08? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was a classic. But um, let's get these players, play, players played, players paid, and then also let's also have some fun in playing this video game as well. I'm down for both. So. Um.
1: Cool. Well, I think with that, we'll we'll sign off.
0: Yeah, and follow us at Bruinsource to see any of Zed's rants, um, and any of my retweets. My Twitter,
1: my uh, spur of the moment Twitter rants in the midst of a game.
0: Yeah, if you ever want to see the pathos of a UCLA fan in his peers, just follow UCLA. <laughs> Let me follow Bruins my, source on just a just Saturday my end night. Coming out, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week or the week after. Go Bruins! Go Bruins!